This podcast was produced by Big Night Media, a proud partner of Big Night Entertainment. Hey, you know what? It's really fun to be here. Y'all know that theme music. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? How we doing, how we doing? And welcome to episode 146, episode 146 of the Banner Banter Podcast. I am your host and favorite Boston Celtics season ticket holder, Timmy G. How's everyone doing? Hope you had a very merry, merry Christmas with you and your family. Bah humbug, I hate Christmas. But anyways, you can find me on the Twitter machine at Banner Banter 18 or on Facebook and Instagram at Banner Banter Podcast. And as you know, I'm part of the fantastic Big Night Media team with some super duper one-of-a-kind a plus podcast like a chance to strive music you're missing 30 flirty and surviving it's always something with jd let's be clear with caleb burnt toast on the promoter he's the dj drinks after work eat the damn cake those girls you know boston uncommon with joe maz the marky p show big night breaks if you're into sports cards and there's also this other thing at big night live called timmy ticket tuesday i don't know if you've ever heard of him pretty good guy has a Celtics podcast. Maybe check it out every Tuesday for your chance to win some free tickets to upcoming shows at Big Night Live. And then you can also go to BigNightShop.com, click on the Big Night Media tab, and support the brand, will ya? Come on now. Ugh. Buy some Banner Banter Podcast merchandise. Seriously. All right, folks. Um, I am not happy with the Celtics. And if you're happy with the Celtics, uh, then you're different. And that's okay. Good for you. Positivity. Yeah, but... This is not going to be a very positive podcast, and if you can find any positivity with the Boston Celtics outside of COVID, please let me know. Thanks so much. Uh, currently, the Boston Celtics are, what are they? They're 16 and 17, seven games out of the number one seed in the Eastern Conference, which is the Brooklyn Nets, who are also in the Atlantic Division, so they're seven games out of first place in their own division. They're one game out of the sixth seed and half a game out of the 11th seed, which just kind of shows how much a fucking shit show the Eastern Conference is right now. But the Western Conference is also a shit show, too, because the Celtics would be the sixth seed in the Western Conference. And why do I care about the sixth seed? Well, for those of you that haven't listened to the podcast lately or haven't been following the NBA lately, uh, number one, thanks for tuning back in. And number two, they now have a play-in tournament. So spots seven, eight, nine, and ten are really all up for grabs. And if you're the sixth seed, you don't have to play in the play-in tournament and you get some rest. So, yeah, this team needs rest because they rely too much on their stars and they got a couple old guys like al horford so i would prefer the sixth seed hell the fifth seed hell the fourth seed but beggars can't be choosers bitch this ain't chipotle but last week the boston celtics lost to the philadelphia 76ers at home 108 to 103 
And then they beat the Cleveland Cavaliers at home, 111-101. And they went on the road to Milwaukee on Christmas Day and lost 117-113. This week, they're playing the Minnesota Timberwolves on the road, which is actually tonight, Monday night. And then they have three home games against the Clippers, the Suns, and the Magic. And we'll talk about all four of those games later on in the podcast like we always do. COVID-slash-injury-slash-health-and-safety protocol update for the Boston Celtics. Bruno Fernando, out. Ennis Freedom, out. Justin Jackson, out. CJ Miles, out. Aaron Neesmith, out. Josh Richardson, out. Dennis Schroeder, out. All those guys are out due to health and safety protocols. Number 12 is questionable with health and safety protocols. Basically, the reconditioning, making sure that their lungs are working, make sure that they're in good shape. Al Horford and Sam Hauser will be back on the roster tonight against the Minnesota Timberwolves, so that's good news. And speaking of good news, I know I just mentioned no positivity, but there is a little bit of positivity here. The Boston Celtics last week signed former first-round Celtics draft pick Joe Johnson, which was fucking awesome. Love Joe Johnson. Ugh, those are the days. Joe Johnson, Paul Pierce, Antoine Walker. Ugh, 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 glory days, don't. No, no. Anyways, but it was really cool to see Joe Johnson score a bucket. He is the second player in NBA history to score a bucket with the same team when they were 20 and when they were 40. How cool is that? The other player, Dirk Nowitzki. Oh, yeah, and one thing before we... I just got to clear something up for you. Isaiah Thomas got released... IT4, Isaiah Thomas, former Celtic player, got released by the Los Angeles Lakers from his 10-day contract. Ooh, Timmy G, Timmy G, should we sign him? No. Okay, let's move on. So what in God's name should we talk about this week? I don't know, closing out basketball games, finishing strong, not letting up big leads, not collapsing under pressure, not shitting your pants when a team goes on a run, not being selfish when your team needs you. Do you want me to fucking, like, do you want me to fucking keep going? Do you? Seriously. There is no need to review these games this week because they have all one thing in common. Fourth quarter collapses because that's what this team should be called. The Boston collapses. No longer the Boston Celtics because all this team does is collapse, collapse, collapse no matter what. What up, TJ Khaled? Anyways, here's some fun facts for you. Did you know that the Boston Celtics are 4-11 and in games this season inside three points in the final two minutes? So basically what that means, if there's two minutes left to go in the game and the Celtics are within three points, whether they are winning or losing, they're 4-11. and 11. And then, when it's inside of five points of five minutes to go, they're 6-12. and 12. Breaking news, that's not fucking good. Did you also know that with 3.30 to go in the fourth quarter on Christmas Day, an opportunity for the Boston collapses, I mean the Boston Celtics, to give great holiday cheer for their psychopathic fans like Timmy G and, 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 and many others out there, they were winning 109 to 105 with 3 minutes and 30 seconds to go. Their next 6 out of their yeah, the next 6 out of their oh my god, I can't talk because I'm so angry. 6 out of their next 7 possessions were isolation plays for either Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum. It resulted in four total points. Two of those points were free throws. Now, I think we should celebrate a little bit that someone from the Boston Celtics made free throws in the fourth quarter. So, round of applause there. But did you also know, a lot of did you knows here, but did you also know the Boston Celtics had 16 assists on 21 field goals in the first half and they finished with one fucking assist for the entire fourth quarter versus the Bucks? One assist in 12 fucking minutes of basketball, but they had 16 and 24? I don't get it. 
Now, if you want to bitch and moan about the 76ers game and blah, 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 fine, you, I, I, I guess you could be like, hey, shut up, Timmy G. You know, Joel Embiid went off and he just took over the whole basketball game, and that's just because he only had Ennis Freedom. And you know what? Fine, touche. Tip of the cap to you. I mean, Bruno Fernando can't guard him. Rob was out. Number 12 was out. Al Horford was out. So, okay, fine. I'll give that one to you. But let me ask you this. If you were to name the top five players combined for the 76ers and the Celtics, how would you kind of draft those five guys? In in my opinion, I'd go Embiid, Tatum, Brown, Tobias Harris, and then a push between Seth Curry and Marcus Smart, right? I guess you could say that's a push. And then in the Bucks game, you could say Giannis, Tatum, Brown, Middleton, and Drew Holiday. So let me ask you this fucking question. If, if, if all your freaking excuses are going to be like, well, number 12 and, and, and Al and Dennis and Josh were all out, you know, and the Bucks were full strength. Let, just let me ask you this. Why in God's name does the best player in each team beat us? But the number two guys and the number three guys, a.k.a. the two best players on our team, can't beat the other team's best players. Can you explain that to me? You're telling me right now Giannis Antetokounmpo is better than Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown combined when leading in the fourth quarter? You're, you're, you're telling me Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum cannot beat Giannis Antetokounmpo somehow, someway? You're telling me with Jason, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown somehow, someway can't outscore Joel Embiid in the fourth quarter while they're at home? That's what you're telling me. I'm sick of the excuses. I mean, that Bucks game was the first time I have ever felt uncomfortable watching Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum on the floor together. It was bad. It was so bad. And you, you could be like, oh, well, they got to trust their teammates more. Okay, fine. Again, touche. But, like, it, 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 the way that they were playing, it was like one of them would score. If How can I say this the right way? If one of them scored, one of them would get a million dollars, but the one that didn't score would have to pay the other guy a million dollars. That's basically what it was like. It was like, all right, I got the rebound. Watch this. Oh, someone passed me the ball. Watch this. They just completely went to iso ball. And we learned last year, which is why so many people want Brad Stevens fired, that the Celtics can't win playing basketball. They have to play with ball movement because they were like, you know, what was their record last? Like 26 and 3. 27 and 2 when they had 25 assists or more and what do you know you had a perfect opportunity to do that again and it was just look at me look at me iso ball iso ball the celtics gave up 21 points in five minutes and also within those five minutes they only scored four points as a team now i get it no raw you know rob wasn't that great al wasn't there number 12 wasn't there you're relying on peyton pritchard you're relying on Marcus Smart. You're relying on Romeo Langford to hit some open shots. So in some weird way, I kind of don't blame Jason and uh, Jalen for not passing the ball to the other teammates. But you're telling me they can't find each other? Like, if you watch any of those possessions, all they did was just watch each other. Not just Jalen and Jason. Like, everyone on the floor just stood there. There was no ball movement. There were no screen set unless Jalen or Jason called it out. Ugh. Ugh. It's just so frustrating. Oh, I just sounded like boom. But anyways, it was just so frustrating. Like, why can't this team close? And I know I mentioned it last week, and I'm, pr I'm pretty sure I mentioned it the week before that and the week before that. But it is, it is so bad. Fucking embarrassing. Fucking embarrassing. It's fucking embarrassing. Fucking embarrassing. Fucking embarrassing. Fucking embarrassing. But like, the, the coach can't be the excuse anymore. 
because it didn't happen with Brad and it ain't happened with Ime. This team can't close. But uh, I get it. The Bucks were at full strength. They're 14-2 and two when Holiday and Middleton and Giannis all play together this year. I get it. But the Celtics were up 16 points. I'm, I'm sorry, 19 points. How do you let that happen? I mean, didn't they also have a 19-point lead versus the Chicago Bulls this year too? And they lost that game? But, like, when are the excuses going to stop for this group of players? When are we going to finally accept that maybe, just maybe, that this ain't the group? It might be, t- it might be time to move on. I mentioned it last week. I'm going to start mentioning it a little bit more. I don't agree with it, but it's something that we got to have a conversation about. And I like I don't want to. I love Jalen. I love Jason. You know my thoughts on Marcus. I could go through the whole team, but I don't want to bore you. But the two best players on the floor couldn't beat the other team's best players this week. Twice. That's bad. So are Jalen and Jason not ready for the bright lights? But like I don't see how they couldn't be. They've seen bigger games than this. I have never thought in a million years that going to the Eastern Conference Finals so many times could make this team worse. Like, I don't know if it's egotistical stuff, they want to make the All-Star team, whatever the case may be. Because it, it's different now. Because KG, Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, you know, back in 08, 09, whatever. Paul Pierce, Antoine Walker, early 2000s. Those guys just wanted to hoop and they wanted to win. And listen, I know these guys want to win. They may show it in different ways, maybe ways that we're not used to or appreciate or even like. But like, end of the day, <laughs> I I just don't know if these guys have it to win. Like, it it breaks my heart to say that. It really does. But like, <sighs> it sucks. Like, I know I keep saying like, like I'm... Alicia Silverstone and Clueless or something, but this, I don't, I don't know what it is. Like I've officially given up on trying to figure out why this team can't close out games. They give up big leads. And I understand it's a basketball is a game of runs. The momentum can change very quickly. That's why coaches call timeout. That's why we get angry. If the coaches don't call timeout sooner, I get it. And sometimes being on the road, it sucks. On, on a holiday when you're not around your family, it sucks. I get all that. But this is bad. This is really, really bad. And it's it's concerning. And the excuses for the over-the-top positive green teamers, they're running thin. And I know you could say, hey, but for the first time this year, they, they scored 60 points in the first half in back-to-back games. That's great. But they also allowed 71 points in the second half to the Bucks. So those 60 points really don't fucking matter. I don't think this team is going anywhere right now. It sucks. I know. I, I don't know what else to say about this team. They have talent. They have veterans. They have the new coach. They have good contracts. They have a new general manager. They have good individuals on and off the court. They have everything you would want for this team to take it to the next level or at least be better than last year, and it's just not there. It's been 33 games. We're almost halfway through the season. How much more do we have to see until we really change our perspective or our um, predictions on this team because I thought this team was only going to lose like 25 or 26 games this year and go like, I think, no, I think I said they were going to go like 44 and 38. Is that what I said? 44 and 38. So if I want to do that the rest of the way, they're, they're going to have to have a ridiculous record for the rest of the way. I don't feel like doing the math for you, but 
just so tough to watch. And it's it's not even like anger because it's just like you just throw your hands up and you're just like, like what what else am I supposed to say about this basketball team? They have one of the best players in the league in Jason Tatum. They have a very, very, very good basketball player, Jalen Brown, and they have the coach everyone wanted. And they have veterans that everyone wanted. They're not playing their young guys enough, just like everyone wanted. And when they do, like, uh, uh. Anyways, let's do Stud and Dud of the Week. Hit the music. And now, it is time for the Celtics Stud. And the Celtics Dud of the Week. Okay, this week's stud and dud of the week. I am so frustrated with this basketball team. There's not going to be any players for stud and dud of the week. The stud of the week is the return of halftime pizza. It is under new ownership, but that's okay. It's the same pizza. though It, it looks a little different. I don't think they're doing subs anymore. The vibe in there is a little different, but it's the same pizza. So HTP, TGB, and then off to the garden at the Celtics game. The tradition is back. The tradition is back. And we're one and zero so far with it. It happened before the Cavs game. Had my two slices. Had my water. My Ascentia water, by the way. Speaking of Ascentia water, let's take a quick little sponsor timeout to have some Ascentia, so we can all ponder our thoughts on. Wait, did Timmy G really just choose halftime pizza as the stud of the week? Yes, I did. As a matter of fact, I did. And no, I'm not going to edit any of this out. Because that's how frustrated I am with this basketball team. And the dud of the week? I don't know. Everyone? I don't know. Like, Jalen had a good week scoring the basketball. Don't get me wrong. He had, uh, I think he was a team's leading scorer in two out of the three games last week. But he had three turnovers in all three games. And two out of those three games, he had three assists. So that evens itself out. So he didn't, he cost the team points and gained this team points. So that's really not ideal. Jason did his part two, but sucked versus the 76ers. He went like 5-14. It was nice to see Peyton Pritchard back, playing a lot of minutes, shooting the ball very well, being confident, showing that he can defend, you know, on the ball sometimes. And it made you kind of think, hey, maybe it is time to trade Dennis Schroeder. I don't think that's the case, but some people have thought about it, and I can understand where they're coming from. Uh, Rob Williams, he passed the ball well, rebounded it better, but sometimes his defensive defensive positioning is awful, and he allows too many easy hoops, especially off of offensive rebounds for the other team. You can rewatch a couple of the plays over the last like two or three minutes of the Bucks game. really wasn't ideal. But anyways, um, the upcoming week, let's talk about these games just real quick. Um everyone's very busy it's the end of the year after christmas people aren't even working off from school the whole nine but tonight 8 p.m in minnesota against the minnesota timberwolves minnesota timberwolves have some very key players out for health and safety protocols anthony edwards one of the brightest upcoming stars in the nba d'angelo russell carl anthony towns jared vanderbilt and nas reed all out Patrick Beverly and Josh Okoji, they're all questionable. Those two are on their way back from the health and safety protocols. I mean, Carl Anthony Towns leads this team in points, three-point shooting, and rebounds. D'Angelo Russell leads the team in assists. They don't really have a lot of size, so Rob and Al should dominate this basketball game, but 
Malik Beasley, who's also on the Timberwolves, is a hot and cold scorer. He dropped 33 the other night against a very good Utah Jazz basketball team. This should be a winnable game for the Celtics, but the Timberwolves are very hot and cold. They've beat some really good teams this year, and they've lost some to some really bad teams this year. But without, you know, three out of literally their three best players, it should be a W for the Celtics. And at this point of the season, and with how the NBA is treating all this COVID stuff, you take any win that you can get them. If they win this game, they're back at 500. They're 17 and 17. Then on Wednesday is the start of three home games: Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday. The first one Wednesday night, 7 p. 7:30 p.m. at the Garden versus the Los Angeles Clippers. They won't have Paul George, but that doesn't really matter because the last time they played the Clippers, I think it was on December 8th, which was a few weeks ago, they didn't have Paul George and they still lost. Uh, this time, the Los Angeles Clippers won't have Reggie Jackson. He's out for health and safety protocols. But the Celtics also didn't have Jalen Brown either, so that should help. But for those of you that don't remember that game, maybe I can give you a quick reminder, a little refresher here. Brandon Boston Jr., kid, uh, I think he's a rookie or second-year kid. I forget off the top of my head, but he dropped 27 points off the bench in 25 minutes against this team. The Celtics had more assists, more turnover. I'm sorry, more assists, more rebounds, more points. More points in the paint, more points off turnovers, and still lost thanks to allowing 39 points in the second quarter. It was absolutely ridiculous. So, I, I mean, maybe maybe don't allow 39 points in the second quarter and you can win a basketball game. And those are the type of wicked hot takes you get here from the Banner Banter Podcast. Suns are in town on New Year's Eve day. The game's at 1 o'clock, so that's already an advantage for the Celtics because West Coast team on a West Coast trip having to wake up earlier than usual. Celtics will be sleeping in their own beds, short commutes to work. So fingers crossed there. There are a couple of Phoenix Suns players out for health and safety protocols. Jay Crowder, Alfred Payton. Those are new cases. So we'll see if more cases get added. That's why it's so hard to preview these basketball games. I'm kind of flying through this and just flying through a little bit of my notes because Chris Paul, could get it on Tuesday, and instantly the Celtics have a better chance of winning the basketball game. Unfortunately, the last time the Celtics played the Suns a couple weeks ago, they lost 111-90, to and they didn't even have Devin Booker, but this time, Devin Booker's playing, so it's just like, <laughs> of course, but Jalen Jalen wasn't playing in that game either, so maybe that's a push, not really, Devin Booker's better than Jalen Brown, and for you Celtics player uh, fans that are eye-rolling, stop. Let's be realistic. Devin Booker is better than Jalen Brown. Stop. So how how do the Celtics win this game? Pray. Uh, just pray. I mean, I, I don't know what the team can seriously do at this point. I mean, they've tried different things. I, I, I just don't know. I, I really don't. I'm not trying to be an expert here in any way, shape, or form. I'm just a season ticket holder that's mildly obsessed with this team. And I, I can see some things sometimes, and other times I don't. And this time, I don't see how the Celtics can win. And I hope I can come back next week, replay this audio, and tell you that I'm an idiot if they do win the game. And then Sunday, 6 p.m., nice little Sunday. I, I love the Sunday 6 p.m. games. You know, you don't get home too late. You don't, you, know, you don't have to leave the house too early. You can watch the whole Patriots game, blah, 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 blah. But uh, if they don't win this game, and Jalen and Jason don't play, God forbid, if either of them are put in health and safety protocols for COVID, that's bad news, and you should just blow up. You should just blow it up. Everyone should just move on and get ready for the for the 2022-2023 season. You cannot lose to the Magic if you have Jalen and Jason. The Magic fucking suck. 
And that's it for this very positive edition of the Banner Banter Podcast. Thanks for listening this week. Happy New Year. It's been a crazy year here at the Banner Banter Podcast. I really appreciate everyone's support. Looking forward to another full year of the Banner Banter Podcast in 2022. Uh, Please stay safe. You know, keep wearing your mask, wash your hands, social distance, the whole nine yards. Hopefully we can get over this Omicron variant sooner rather than later. And uh, hope to see everyone at the TD Garden very soon. We'll talk even sooner next Monday. January 3rd, we'll talk then. Toodles and noodles. X's and O's. Bye-bye. Sorry, but I'm gone. I'm history. And I dedicated my life to the Boston Celtics. I dedicated my life to the fans of Boston. I did my very best to please each and every one of you. Good night.